Church, while we are in this mode where uh, we need prayer, we need to offer uh, words of uh, prayer to the Lord, let us go to the Holy Word of God now. I, I want to come back to uh, this scripture in just a moment, but let us read these holy words responsibly and move into a time of communion uh, with God. So let us go there now. Please join me. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Amen and amen. Church, let us go to the Lord in prayer with this on our minds. God provides, share the blessing. God provides, share the blessing. Oh God, we confess that we are often impatient with the processes of this world. Our resources, our wisdom, our power, Quite frankly, they're so limited that we cannot control very few things that happen in this life. And that so often worries us. It gives us strife. We carry heavy burdens, Lord. We even grow frustrated with the challenges and unexpected troubles that crop up so often. But, Lord... The God's honest truth is, when we think more deeply, when we pray more earnestly, we realize that these setbacks and circumstances can accomplish more to shape our character than having everything go our way. Lord, it is through such difficulties that Patience, steadfastness, and fortitude are forged by your wise and loving hands. Lord, may we learn to wait on you, for we do not wait well. So in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, through the power of your Holy Spirit, anoint us, Lord, with more patience, with more steadfastness, and with more fortitude, so that we might be able to wait, wait on you, and to hope in you, and to trust in you, and to delight ourselves in you. Less self, more God. Lord, we do this because we know that you do provide, that you have asked us to share the blessings. May we always, O oh God, commit our ways unto your holy name. And we ask this always in the loving and saving name of Jesus Christ, who gave us the Lord's Prayer, praying together now, as the body of Christ. Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen and amen. Church, I am turning now to the book of 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter, verses 10 through 12 this day. Before I read it, I'd like to offer a word of prayer over Scripture and our lives. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we pray your mighty hand upon this, your word. And as we walk with your Son, Jesus Christ, hand in hand, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we can apply this word, making it the living word for our lives, for our spirits, for our heart, for our Christian development, and ultimately for eternal reward. This we pray, and we ask it always in the saving name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, verses 10 through 12. It says this, church, For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Verse 11, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who, are in, who need them, they will thank God. So, two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met, and they will joyfully express their thanks unto God. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So, church, this morning, I, I want us to uh, know and, and certainly to have uh, on our hearts and minds the, the theme, uh, which is simply this, God provides, share the blessing. God provides, share the blessing. And, and, and you can do this. Uh, you can search uh, the scriptures from cover uh, to cover and, and read all about that but because it's there. That is a reoccurring theme, if you would, of the living word of God, that God provides and that as believers we are to share those blessings. So what, what I want us to do is look at how that promise is lived out, okay, in, in the Word of God. So let, let us go back there, and what I'd like to do is un, unpack the, the Scriptures here, these, uh, the, these, uh, these short verses. So beginning with uh, verse 10, let, let, listen to it again. Let, listen to the power, the true power and might 
of these words. Here it is. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. Let me stop right there, okay? There is a lot there, okay? But it shows us that God provides, okay? 10a here says this, God provides seed, okay? A crop, a literal crop from the ground, and then food, bread for the table. Now, verse 10b says this, in the same way, Okay, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Okay, so God is not only taking care of the ground, but spiritually speaking, he's doing something in the believer that is worth knowing. 10b, Paul is spiritualizing it. He wants the reader, he wants the audience to connect with something that is common, and he's going to build on that and make it spiritual. So if God, church, in essence, is taking care of the land, then he is going to take care of you, church, spiritually as well. He's going to provide, as Paul says, a great harvest of generosity in you, the believer. Now, he's speaking to the church at Corinth, okay? He's speaking to that audience, but this is the living word, you see? So, he's speaking to the hearts and the spirits of every man and woman this day as well. So, let's recap just for a minute this one verse because there's a lot there, but these words carry a lot of spiritual weight. Let's go back to it again, okay? Verse 10, God is going to provide, church, for your basic needs, and then, get this, and then he's going to increase your resources. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. Then he's going to produce a great harvest in you, church. That's all in just one verse. Here's what we can take from that, and I want you to hear me loud and clear, okay? We serve, we worship, we love a good, good God who is going to provide, church. God will come through. God is righteous. God is faithful. And God is going to provide. That's what Paul is sharing with us, you see. That's what he wants us to know. Now, let's back that statement up with other scriptures in the Word of God, okay? Because there's a lot that is being said here. God's going to provide, and God's going to increase, and God's going to produce. So let's back that up with the Word of God. Let's go, it's on the screen here, to how God provides. Where else in the Word of God can you back that up? Well, let's go to that holy book, the psalm book, in the heart of the Word of God, to Psalm 145, 15, and 16. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is how God provides, okay? 
and we'll send this out a little bit later. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at a proper time. Listen to this. You open your hand, here it is, and satisfy the desires of every living thing. David wrote that. David knew that about God. That is how God provides. You see, let's go to how God increases, church. We need to know this. Matthew 19, 29. Listen to this. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields, that's everybody, by the way. That is absolutely everybody. Okay, we're talking about everybody here. For my sake, listen to this, will receive, here it is, a hundred times as much and will will inherit than spiritual reward, which is eternal life. Wow! Okay, let's go on. How does God produce? Ah, how does God produce? Let's go to the book of Philippians. It's right there on the screen. And my God will meet, here it is, all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. God's got it all covered, church. That's what Paul is telling the church at Corinth, and I want you to hear that loud and clear today. God's got it covered. You see, God's producing, and God's increasing, and God is providing. What can we take away from Paul in just this one verse? Listen to this, okay? Living with the spirit of generosity, knowing that God will provide it pays off, church. It pays off. There is eternal reward for having a spirit of generosity. Now, just a little bit about the context that we need to know about. You see, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he's treading lightly through this water. Why? Well, Paul in no way wants to shame the Corinthian church into giving, okay? In no way does he want to shame the believers who he is addressing. So what does he do being the preacher, being the teacher, the man of God that he is? He says, you know what? I'm going to inspire you instead. I'm going to lift you up instead. I want your head to look toward the heavens, and I want to tell you about a congregation that is living with a spirit of generosity, and that is the people in Macedonia, which, by the way, is in northern Greece. So he brings their attention there, and he says, these folks are doing something mighty. They are doing mighty work for the Lord, and it's inspired me, and I want to share it with you. You see, the Macedonians, they knew who they were, and they knew whom they worshiped and whom they loved. They knew who they were in relationship with, and that is the Almighty God. You see, the Macedonians, these Greek people, they were an inspiration to others 
Paul is saying, and here's why. Because they had a clear sense that their resources, that their monetary offerings was not their God, you see. That their resources, their monetary gifts, they knew that by giving these gifts to others, by sharing those gifts to hurting people in Jerusalem in that day and time, that they were doing the work of the Lord. Why? Because they trusted, you see, in God's goodness. And that's what Paul is bringing us to, an understanding of God's goodness that these Greek people understood completely and fully. And God's goodness, by the way, Paul says, is an endless resource. It is endless bounty. You see, it never taps out. It never runs dry. It never ends. God's goodness, Paul says, that the Macedonians know and seek and understand, that is something that is, in fact, eternal, Paul is saying. You see, that kind of generosity, Paul says, is a belief, listen, in God's abundance rather than having a mindset of scarcity. Did you hear that? These Macedonian people knew and understood God's goodness. Therefore, they responded with their resources because they understood God's generosity. They had a spirit of generosity, not a mindset of scarcity. Remember this, church. A mindset of scarcity, its root core always, always is fear. Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of not having enough. Fear. 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 You see, when we shrug off that kind of fear, when we literally, in Paul's other language, die to that fear, die to the natural state of man, when we're able to die to that and be resurrected in Jesus Christ and have a spirit of generosity, you see, we are able, church, to shrug off negativity to shrug off insecurity, to no longer covet or compete for what others have. Instead, you see, a spirit of generosity, knowing God's goodness that is literally right in front of our faces is being open and having open hearts to dreams and to values of others, to dwell in a spirit of of generosity. You see, yes, generosity means giving of our time, giving of our resources, giving of our life force. But listen to this. It also means being able to see others from a Christ-like gospel perspective and knowing that the people we serve may not look like us, may not live like us, may not smell like us, but we know 
Because God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, that is what God asks of us, in fact, commands of us in his word. So we know that we're blessing that life, even though we may never, ever meet them in person. That we are serving people in our community and literally around the world whom we will never meet, but know, know that they are in need. You see, church, that, that is having a spirit of generosity. It's about blessing others, you see, with our prayers, with our thoughts, with our deeds, and with our hard-earned dollars. I want you to do something for me. I want you to take a look at your hand just for a moment. Just, take, just glance at your hand, the inward part of your hand. You know, some of our hands are clean and smooth and well-sculpted. Other hands are calloused and, and, and broken. Hands, no matter what kind of hand you have, a big hand, a small hand, hands are important, are they not? Hands are important because with these hands, church, whether it be an individual's hands or the body's hands, this hand extends out and it helps and it blesses and it gifts another life. You see, when a hand, church, is clenched, that is a mindset. That is a mindset, church, of scarcity. But when you and I are able to open the unclenched fist and open our hearts and open our eyes and open our spirits, we discover, you and I do, what generosity really looks like. When we lead not ourselves, you see, but when the Holy Spirit is at the helm guiding and leading and anointing all that we do, you see, not for our glory, but for the glory of God. So, I want you to see something in real time and in how this church, you all sitting in these chairs are living out your spirit of generosity in an everyday kind of way and making a difference. And I want to thank Rachel Stoneman for producing and putting this video together. But I want you to see with your eyes and with your heart how your hard-earned dollars is truly making a difference for Jesus Christ. Watch this. Wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. Yes, please, please. Powerful stuff, powerful testimonies, church, okay? God does provide, and Benton United Methodist Church is sharing the blessing. That last testimony, I heard this. When I'm being served, listen to this. I feel the love 
of Jesus Christ. There's no other body, there's no other institution, if you will, that can make that kind of impact like the church can. I want you to make that connection and know that this, what we are doing, has eternal reward. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh God, you do provide, Lord. You increase. You produce, Lord. You provide. That is something, O oh God, that should be a natural spiritual prayer rhythm, O oh God, that we are giving thanks for each and every day. You ask us, Lord, given that you will provide to share those blessings, Lord, and we're very thankful to be a part of something that is bigger than us, Lord, bigger than any one individual, so that together as the collective body, we can go forth and make a powerful imprint in our community in the name of Jesus, because that, oh God, is what it's all about, because that, oh God, is a very powerful way that we can give you the glory. So bless the ministries here at Benton United Methodist Church. Bless the lives that are here, and bless, oh God, those who receive the ministries from this church, for we are doing kingdom work, and it is holy work. In Jesus we pray. Amen.